Hello and welcome to Tech Bytes 41. Are you excited, Dami? Yeah, yeah. I'm 41 weeks. I've been here. You guys have been listening to my voice for free. I know, <laughs> I know we're talking about full at 40 um, last week. <laughs> no, we're not full at 40. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, of course, you 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 disclaimed that, that we're not full uh, at 40. Exactly. We are the best at 40. Mm-hmm, you know. Yeah, so Tech Bytes is brought to you by Tech Next. And um, this is episode 41. If you have not listened to the others, um, please go to all podcast channels to listen to all the other episodes of Tech yep. Bytes. Tech Bytes is where we give you all the updates, um, the news and the updates as it happens in the tech space. In Nigeria and across the world, I am Omole. It's not Dami this time, but Dami is with me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it without me. I'm here. Please, Hi, please, everyone. Please. And we also have Godfrey, um, who will be joining us all through from the news and um, you know the conversation. Yeah. Hi, Godfrey. Hi, Omole. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. It's, really but <laughs> it's, it's shocking. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's do it. I don't know why it's shocking to you. Uh, anyway. We're just. How did you even introduce him? You know, we're just talking about his introduction now. No, 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 no. Godfrey is a socio-economic expert. Yeah. Author. That is the relationship expert. So you know, it's so many things <laughs> in one. So and now that we're having here, you anyway. should stay tuned so you can collect his contact. Uh, yeah. You can reach out ah! to. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our for conversation, why the reason Godfrey is here is um. Want to talk about the effect of the new CBN Forex policy okay. on um, the fintech, um, the fintech space? Um, of course, we'll be talking generally about the generally about the um, policy and also how it affects um, the fintech space. Um, for now, we're going around the world uh, in ten minutes. Dami, please. Okay, so the first one is a warning. Yeah, boat is warning riders and drivers that you should avoid offline trips because of accidents and emergencies so if you've been following the podcast we've been sharing with you latest updates as regards the boat um Bruaha with the um, drivers it's also so, on the website techness24.com mm-hmm. so just to give you a bit of a rundown so the subsidy was removed by our president yeah. you know it's different from you know so <laughs> the subsidy was removed in case you don't know his name is Bola Tunubu yeah Ahmed Tunubu Bola, but, but. <laughs> so the subsidy was removed and as such four prices have gone up in the country uh it's also difficult to get for uh so both drivers are calling that boats and the uber guys uh the companies reflect their rates to to you know show the surge in press f- in f- price for fuel and stuff so both said okay no problem would that came to it they did a 15 percent increase the driver says no we want 200 percent increase Boat says they can't do that because if they do that, it will push you away riders. Of course, right. definitely. Have, yeah, have I mean, so a, a ride you are paying exactly. <laughs> a ride you are paying two five. Even paying self, it's already too much. <laughs> yeah. A ride you are paying two five before you now have to be paying like six thousand. That's going to be the implication. But boat wow. says that's too high, and that will mean riders would not be there. All right, drivers have said both should stop threatening them with riders leaving mm, the app. Blackmailing them. Blackmailing, blackmailing them. They give them six thousand dollars. Yeah, so they but started. It's true. It's yeah. true. I can't. I can't pay six thousand when I was paying two five before. <laughs> so yeah. both have been doing incentives. They've been doing incentives. Last, last, right? People just go back to flying <laughs> public transport. BRTs or uh, carpooling. Carpooling. Yeah, carpooling is another thing that would work. So both has been doing different incentives in particular uh they did a 6k bonus thing yeah. for drivers they also did this 
a fair price thing too if you complete a number of hours that the, you drivers get are also bonuses. asking that um, they reduce their commission the commission, commission yeah by 50 percent so that at least even if they can't increase the price so much at least the commission commission and so everything more. so there's been this back and forth right so but one thing one trend that has risen over the last several days mm-hmm. since this back and forth has been happening is that the number of offline trips has increased. I, I remember so. Godfrey and I went to Ibadan and all the drivers, they will, the when when you order a ride, they will call you and, okay, where are we going? I said, no, I can't, I can't collect one five for this place. <laughs> so you go pay 5,000. I'm like, ah, ah so what's wow. happening here? So, so they're using the apps to, to, get, to get connect. Yeah. Exactly. But they're going offline. They're going, going offline. So they're bargaining prices with this thing. I know Ibadan riders have been notorious for it since even as a 2021 that i went to ibadan <laughs> yeah especially at night if you are commuting in ibadan they'll call you but they'll go offline although that time because i mean so it's almost always the same price but what it means for them is they get all the money yeah. there's no share that goes to both and stuff but selfish. wait i don't understand so they they get the ride do they cancel it immediately or yeah, yeah so once they call you you guys talk you tell them where you where you are and everything they'll tell you they're coming so once they are close by maybe like five minutes away they just cancel oh, or they so ask I, you I to cancel even, i don't even check whether they cancel the time so they'll cancel or they ask you to cancel then you pay them to their account and stuff and that's it so they won't pay both that's the implication but now that is not just only happening it has only happened in clusters like small 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 especially in in very busy situations they be late at night in the midnight early in the mornings and stuff but now it's happening more like almost every ride you take the driver is asking you can we go offline and things like that but both is saying that drivers and riders should stop this because of emergencies and accidents and why because if you go off the app they won't be able to track you via gps and they won't also be able to provide you insurance and protection should the driver do something to you as a rider or should the rider do something to you as a because you are not on their platform so both is saying that surprising for me when when it's happening in Baton now Mm, so yeah. if i want to report to you how am i going to do it now <laughs> oh well exactly right you would have to start calling the person you lose something in the boat in exactly. the car you so it's not it's not safe but in terms of cost he's always what on damn so what do, what do <laughs> so guys this is what boat is saying it's not 100 percent safe so if you can please stay on the app all right but if it's in a very weird situation and you want to still do it just pray to whatever ancestor god you worship and hopefully you get where you need to go safe remember that even when you give this advice to nigerians they're still going to go offline (laughs) we shall said our own we said our own all right all right so moving on our multi-choice the owners of dstv go tv showmax all right they've announced that they made 277 billion naira from the operations in nigeria in one year this was between the period of march 2022 to march 2023 so that's their fiscal year so they made 277 billion naira in this period and this is a 29 percent increase compared to the 177 billion naira they made the previous year so that's between 2021 and 2022 they made 177 billion but now They've made 277 billion and they're attributing the rise to a couple of things first there was a world cup there was also the bbn there were some of these events that made more people want to watch their stations you know they were they're also talking about the new show types they've been doing the housewives of lagos and all of those things they've been doing so more people have been getting interested and subscribing 
and you know paying to to watch this content so it's good it's good right i think it's good i know they called me yesterday or well, two days ago rather saying there's a 50 percent slash mm. i think this was after they released the numbers the 50 percent slash that i should but i'm using the two go tv and dstv what happened <laughs> so yeah i had them um, dstv and um it became it was now becoming becoming too expensive mm just because i don't watch too many things on dstv it's just football football and nickelodeon so why am i paying so much for just to st- you were supposed to pay per view or something yeah, like that or pay yeah people have been pushing for that but it won't so pay them just pay for super sport i'm in my life if they do pay per view mm. i'm sure they would lose like a similar number of p- of subscribers because yeah. trust many households subscribe to uh dstv for two but reasons they will not have more people the dad using that, so they have more users i think they will still get the money often the dad subscribes because of super sports and the mom subscribes because of I mean, african I'm, magic or z i'm trying to go tv now and show max if i want to mm-hmm. go back to dstv of course i'll drop show max and i'll drop go tv but it's i think i feel like show max is like a pay-per-view thing yeah but i just yeah. feel like it's, they are going to have more users if they do the pay-per-view because people are going to be paying for spe- people will pay for I, I don't think you will get that amount that they are getting now. The revenue they are getting now is, you know, encompassing everything. And mm-hmm. then if you are doing pay-per-view... Some will drop. Some there will be a significant drop. Yeah, it's not everybody that will so, yeah, yeah, so you are not agreeing that we are going to have more users? I don't... No, no, I don't because it's so. not going to be cheaper. You, so. might, you, you just have 500... But the cost of acquisition will still remain the same. Okay, then. Yeah. But yeah, multi-choice, well done. Uh, keep giving us the good shows. Um, keep giving us football right okay so the next one uh youtube released their stats this week and they are saying that over 45 nigerian youtube channels have more than 1 million followers and subscribers that is very big that is very big yeah like that is very big yeah just 45 so this means that Nigeria is. I, I thought it was five thousand. We even need to do more. <laughs> we need to do more. <laughs> more than twenty-five, probably hundred. Actually, with the Afrobeat musicians and all of those guys, I mean, those guys are more than forty-five. So they should have. I don't think it includes um, all those people, other people, the musicians and all that. I think it did. All all YouTube channels. Uh, musicians. musicians that should have uh, more than one million. Oh well, you never can tell. Some of them are probably close to it. And we know all these um, IG comedians that are still using Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, um, using, using YouTube rather. Yeah. So they should have more than um, the macaroni. Okay, this is macaroni. I think what we are going to be looking at is the, that in the next two years, uh, these Nigerian entertainers are going to be. No, one million mark, one million subscriber mark is going to be smart for them. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, I mean, even the YouTubers, Why? the just I lifestyle reviewers. Of course, you know, they are gradually building their brand. If you look at um, the entertainment space now, we talk about uh, comedians, for instance. Uh, you, see, you can see upcoming comedians coming up and then Nigerians are... Yeah, but the thing about Nigerian audience, they have short attention span. But so they will follow they you for subscribe. six months that and they will run away. I don't think people, s- people unsubscribe on YouTube. No, they will not unsubscribe. Exactly. But you know how they share videos and sh- keep talking about you, so talkability yeah. is going to reduce. So nobody ever has talkability for more than six months in Nigeria. So you release an album now. Who will talk about Except it for one? Blue. Uh, <laughs> you release an album now <laughs> as a musician. Who talk about it for one month and that's it? You will even even people like Lai Wasabi yeah. or so. I don't know if he's on YouTube. His talkability has reduced. So he now has a niche um, audience. Yeah, he, ha- he has yeah, niche audience, he has loyalists. Mm. The same thing with Taoma. She now has loyalists. Mm. The growth that she experienced last year, last two years, is not the same thing of this course. year. Mm. That's reduced drastically. The same thing with macaroni. Also all those other people. Um Sisi Yemi Ako. 
um, all these phone viewers. Yeah, Fisayon. So, oh yeah, all of them. Like, so. I don't it, think that subscriber, that period when the subscriber value is, or numbers is going to drop because they are losing that um, talkability. Yeah, talkability or anything you get. Once you are trending in Nigeria, you are they're so sure that you are going to get the numbers. Yeah. Mm. So in the first year, second year, it's very important that you leverage on that. Exactly. That many people don't yeah. do that. And, and I also agree with Godfrey because over the next couple of years, uh, internet penetration would only increase yes. um smartphone access would also increase and we're having more the median age in nigeria is very young so you're going to be having the entrance of very young teenagers getting their first smartphones going on youtube starting yeah. channels subscribing to channels so it can only increase actually it can only, it can only increase uh I think it's going to drop. yeah so the milestone this year is 50 percent greater than what it was last year so is that is good or the and only country yeah the only, only country, country in africa the next person the, the closest country to nigeria is south africa with 25 channels wow. uh then which they also grew by 30 percent uh then you have kenya with 14 channels that grew by 110 percent so that's that's massive so kudos africans yeah already they're dying already yeah and so part of the big four the tech big four mm -hmm. kenya nigeria egypt it's moving sporadically yeah it's great. so well done guys keep creating the content that makes all of us want to watch <laughs> all right so the next news for today is the president of nigeria president bola ahmed tinubu as on wednesday signed the data protection bill into law all right uh so this is huge news for the tech space in nigeria uh so the law allows for the establishment of the nigerian data protection commission ndpc which will replace the nigerian data protection bureau ndpb don't get confused by the acronyms yeah. right i think some uh, persons on twitter they were thinking that it's going to protect their data like mtn data. <laughs> 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 data. you know, yeah data. yeah so so that's that's why we're here so the new commission will be added by a national commissioner i will be appointed by the president for a term of four years it is renewable once all right so the powers of the commission this is where you should listen it's not about your internet so the powers of commission includes issuing regulations rules directives and guidance under the act ensuring consultants for assistance in the discharge of its functions in terms of data uh regulations that's like privacy in nigeria right so your data but the thing, the thing is we need more sensitization of things like this because people mm -hmm. don't know that they're supposed to protect their data in first place they i think i think the government don't know they just click agree agree yeah agree to i know we've talked thing. about data protection on this yeah, podcast on this. like a couple of times we've had a seasoned expert come here to talk about it we've also mentioned it in other conversations even when we had a conversation with the tiktok ad uh there was there were talks about about um, data protection as well so it, it only just shows that it is here to stay and as the government is doing its bit by inaugurating these commissions and these bureaus uh we nigerians just need to also do their own part we just need to go to technext24.com and read I, I all about think, it yeah just like omole said more sensitization is needed because i remember some time ago someone uh, came to my dm and said uh Godfrey, share your contacts with someone now you're going to get get 45,000 there ah serious <laughs> i'm going to share my contact list with someone and get 45,000 there only contact list my contact is on do you have an idea what that's going to do to you personally first of all because you are leaving yourself exposed and then you're also breaking people trust are people, people are breaking rules exactly. people, people are actually going to share 
of course. Are going to share, and people have been sharing. So it's something that I think the government, uh, yeah, they passed the bill. They need to do more sense. Implementation also yeah, is important. Implementation is very important. Yeah. I know. I know. When I was important. after I finished serving, I started getting people started calling me that I'm a big criminal and all of that. I'm like, what? What happened? So apparently, some people had gone to the NYC yearbook. Or I don't remember. Yeah, the yearbook, and got my full details. Oh, sending okay. messages to people about job. There's a job in Portaco, there's a job in Abuja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so people have always said them why I see does name. that. This is this, this is. Remember we served this is we served together in social camp. If you want a job for this, just pay yeah. social amount into and people were paying. Because one one of the people that called me said, I've already paid the fifty K. I'm like, problem here in here. We're lying. All right. So guys, please take care of your data and um, hopefully this commission also puts in puts in stops and breaks to ensure that people know more about it and, and deal with it. As well as for companies too, so that there's no breach of data by companies, the loan apps and all those other guys. All right. So the last news for today, we have Bitcoin briefly drops below twenty five thousand naira. Sorry, twenty five thousand dollars. I, I think I have a question for you. <laughs> Do you think this Bitcoin is going to ever get to the fifty thousand dollar? I think it will. I actually think it will. Not this year. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be soon. Like maybe in in a couple of oh, months what or something. What happened to Binance? Yeah. yeah like what what the last man standing? SEC has started. <laughs> yeah, SEC. Like so, I I think like like it would always be. The space has gotten to a point where. It now needs industry backing, exactly. like full force industry full force backing, adoption. not just not uh, the we are talking about it. We are reduce, we are releasing a circular around it, yeah. all of those things. It needs the industry to step in. That means regulators, stakeholders, all of these guys need to come together and really forge what's the next path for it. I just, I just, I, I don't know what um, the industry can do to you know to increase investor interest because it has really yeah. Reduced. So when when I it, mean I used to be interested in when industry when industry <laughs> steps in I mean imagine the likes of SEC, uh, the likes of the central banks, yeah, all of these idea. guys, all the listings list these currencies, these digital what assets. Really take the federal government or the CBN to give their backing to this cryptocurrency. They need to understand it. They don't it. know what they don't know what it is. They need so to understand it first. To come together That's it. So everybody together. needs to come to the stakeholders. There need to be more conversations about it. People need to come together. And yeah. They don't it, like you know they don't understand it. If you look at some of the bills that you pass, it's because they don't understand that space. Mm. Look at how long it took for the Nigerian startup bill. And now there are even really already issues the with it. There are issues with the Nigerian startup bill already. So they don't understand it. So that's why they had the the blockchain national blockchain policy. So they are just at least they're making efforts to actually understand that space. Yeah, and I mean, for that. and as long as they are open to it, there would always be conversations to be had. And I mean, if they can change, they change as things. As long as they are open to it. As long as they are open to it. But now Bitcoin is back over twenty five thousand. So not financial advice, but do your research and and go for it. That brings <laughs> us to the end of our news. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dami. Um, that's it. Um, to read more, just go to technext24.com. So our conversation today, the theme is navigating the CBM Forex policy, um, yeah. impact on fintech companies. I know a lot of us use fintech companies, so this is a conversation for mm-hmm. all of us, especially young Nigerians. Um, so yeah, as the CBN um, Forex policy aims to you know regulate foreign currency, um, according to um, Tinubu's um, speech on May 29, when he um, was inaugurated as the president and um <coughs> so yeah because uh, when he when he did that um 
people did not really understand but now they release it it's about unifying um the forex rates now there's a policy in place you know to make sure that that happens and that's why they, it's now open so buying and selling is open forex mm. so yes um so that means um a lot of people in this in this space in the economy rather mm. are going to be affected and one of them is the, um, the fintech space so definitely must actually talk about that considering that a lot of us as i said earlier use um um use forex in their operations um but the implications of the forex policy goes beyond operational challenges it's not just for their operations you know the ability to attract foreign investment and expand into global markets is a vital aspect of their growth of course very vital yeah so the forex forex policy can influence um, investor sentiment and some making as foreign investors closely monitor the regulatory environment and currency stability yeah so in this episode um 41 mm-hmm. we are looking at that the forex policy implemented by the central bank of nigeria headed by a former director i think he's the acting um shonubi um his name is yeah. shonubi. Uh, uh, what is it i we should have done a like a um profile you know for <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's for other platforms. Uh, yes, um, so the policy and its potential that we are looking at and its potential applications for fintech companies operating in Nigeria. And um, we have um, Godfrey. Godfrey is a writer with Technex full-time, but part-time. He's a socioeconomic analyst. That's him. He's um, <laughs> inside us. <laughs> socioeconomic analyst. He's also a relationship, a relationship expert. So yes, um, but that's not why we are here. We are he's here because why we are where we are. He's here because he's, an, he's a socioeconomic analyst. Yeah. So hi Godfrey. Yeah. I know I you have been with us, so maybe. I should not be greeting you again anyway. Exactly. Yeah, so the first one. Um you know, um we have seen what's happening with Forex now. It went up to seven hundred. Some people are saying it's going to go up to eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh but now this morning is about five, six hundred, depending on where you're getting it from. Um so yes, uh, the question now is how does the uh, decision by CBN to grant banks the freedom to trade forex at any rate affect you know competition for fintech? Knowing that these fintech companies cannot exactly <laughs> compete <laughs> with traditional banks, you know, are there concerns that traditional banks may use this this opportunity? Man, okay, yes. Now it's you know who is the god. <laughs> who, who is the god in this space? Anyway, so you know, how does this um, policy affect you know competitive advantage? You know. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Omale. So uh, I'm going to be giving a brief into what this even means in the first place. Okay. Because uh, if you have an understanding of how the whole forex thing is going to be working, then you should know how to position yourself to be at the advantage. So now, what? Um, the CBN through, um, let, let me say the federal government through the CBN has done is allow demand and supply take over the market. So everybody is going to be trading Forex, they are going to be having access to Forex right now. Before now, uh, what Godwin Emifili uh, was trying to do was say, okay, let's manage this Forex. It was a managed floating. So, but now we're having a free floating. Uh, this is going to make the space competitive, no, no doubt, because everybody is going to be trying to 
uh, keep their customers, retain their customers, and not lose their customers. And they are also going to be trying to maintain their profitability. So what they would do right now is try to, what I think FinTech should be doing right now is try to uh, stay up to date. First of all, stay up to date with what the market is saying. Stay up to date with what the rates uh, the market is doing. Because if they are not up to date with what is happening in the market, they are definitely going to lose. So in order to have that competitive advantage, in order to have that competitive advantage, they need to stay up to date with what the market is, what's happening in the market, and then set their rates. If they can set their rates at what is happening, definitely the commercial banks they are at, they are going to be benefiting more because they are having access to forex from the Central Bank of Nigeria, and then it's in their coffers. But the fintechs is based on their capital, what they already have what they've raised uh so for now i would say commercial banks are going to benefit more and they are going to have that competitive advantage against fintechs but what fintechs can do to stay ahead is to partner with commercial banks i know some collaboration. yeah collaboration so what uh, fintechs are already doing some fintechs is that they already have collaborations and partnerships with commercial banks and they're already doing that so what they need to do is stay up to date first of all to maintain that competitive edge with commercial banks because as it is now commercial banks already have the advantage um another thing is collaboration so if they can do that i'm sure they are not going to be at the losing side hmm. so yeah definitely um apart from collaboration of that we know that commercial banks already have credibility mm. to trust exactly banks. over um, and platforms and you know as it's perceived you know in in nigeria yeah. so yes um, as you said yeah. <laughs> they, they already have they already have a competitive advantage um but we also need to note that um, fintechs have been known for their agility you know? yeah <clears throat> strong men um and innovation i remember as our technics convo um uh, the op um, ceo, CEO. Mm. said that um yeah the banks have been there but that's the paper era <laughs> we are now in digital era oh, <laughs> uh, but yet the fintech just completes um the traditional banks it's not like one is independent of the other of that's course. where collaboration comes that's where collaboration and through the innovation yeah. of the fintech platforms you know everything works perfectly fine you know they're able to provide i know fintech companies that they provide specialized needs uh, they cater to um, special needs that even traditional banks cannot uh, we have loan it was not easy before you know to get loans from banks but now we now have loan apps yeah. um you just in five minutes you're getting <laughs> you're getting a loan and it has mm -hmm. really helped nigeria I, I don't know the stats but i feel like a lot of nigerians have actually benefited from something like that so that's that's one of the things we are saying innovation mm -hmm. and that's what um, fintech platforms are so even with the competitive advantage i know they will i just feel like they will find ways you know to actually come up with innovative ideas of course now my my comment is about the fact that this new rule reduces the gap between banks and not even reduces maybe eliminates the entire gap between <laughs> banks and, and fintechs because now banks are not bound by the cbn regulation anymore they can go for the big guys oh, the airlines the big businesses that do millions or thousands of dollars of transaction yeah. at the same time they don't have to sacrifice me and you exactly for those big guys if i still need to do my netflix banks can afford it if i still need to do my spotify banks can afford it so and the fintech guys me and you this you know ten dollar hundred dollar five hundred dollar 
two dollars. <laughs> that used to be their playground, right? But now yeah. banks can play in that playground and still be the bigger boys and still play in the big playground. So yeah. it almost eliminates the entire thing, well, right? Yeah, that's where I feel innovation comes in because uh, one thing that fintechs uh, they breed on is innovation. Mm-hmm. So if you know that the competition between yourself, like I'm talking about fintechs now, the competition between fintechs and commercial banks it's now reduced i mean sorry the gap is now reduced and the competition is heightened it now comes down to bringing innovative ideas to say okay what can we give um customers to keep them to retain retain them because right now like i said commercial banks are the basis of every financial transaction that we do in an economy that's where everything starts from that's where everybody gets to in the first place okay if you're talking about financial inclusion, it starts from commercial banks. So, and if commercial banks are liberty and they are flexible enough to do anything right now, it just means that fintechs, they have to be innovative and they have to maintain a competitive pricing. They also have to uh, be innovative enough to, you know, prefer solutions to different problems because commercial banks, yeah, just like Amole said, innovation and commercial banks, they are, so what what they can do is look at the various i mean there are several, several fintechs are already doing uh, good things and uh, you know offering great solutions to africans and nigerians what they can do is you know do more look at what nigerians can benefit in this in this period or at this uh, point in time where uh the federal government has, has said let us allow everybody trade forex now let's allow everybody have access to forex let's allow everybody give us their rates what can you do to make to say okay commercial banks are giving this what can we do to give this to retain our customers because mm. whether they like it or not commercial banks are will definitely go after their after their business i just hope that the cards now become useful because they've been always been useless i yeah. just become useful okay, i know that i want to start cards. trading and no, yeah, yeah the naira cards and now. i couldn't use any card so now i just Pray they just become and I, I need to be an NFT trader. So 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 the Naira cards now because banks can afford to mm. trade forex at whatever rate they exactly. want to. So the Naira cards now would work for. I mean maybe there will be a limit, maybe hundred dollar, two hundred dollars or something, or maybe there will be no well, limit well, at all. At least, but at least banks will be able to let you use your Naira cards. Even there's a limit, but which creates which creates a dilemma for for the USD card, the startups that were created out of usd the cards, cards. Yeah. now they will not be painkillers anymore because initially they were painkillers right mm. they were helping people resolve their major problems when all the bank had just shut down one morning but these guys will not be painkillers anymore they'll be vitamins like supplements you know <laughs> just like extras it won't be like a major i won't download an app now because i want to use their usd card yeah. i'll most likely just another, okay maybe another, my bank app fails another thing that you need to know is um co- uh, should i say consumers confidence let's let's be factual in nigeria the consumer confidence or user confidence of commercial banks is very low so yeah mm. even though we that's an advantage <laughs> for fintech companies. that's another advantage of fintech companies yes the naira cards probably will be back and it will it will have no limits but people will still not trust commercial banks i mean the the problems commercial banks they have that they have is very numerous it can range range from uh, network issues you know, lags in, you know, yeah, transfers. Yeah, that during the cash crunch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Actually. So, people will still not... Yes, commercial banks will try to put their hands on customers. That they are going to try their hands to get more customers. But they will be limited because consumer trust and confidence is still not there for commercial banks. One, last, one yeah. last one for you, Godfrey. I know you mentioned it before. You mentioned mm-hmm. collaboration. But 
do you see a widespread kind of partnership between commercial banks and you know fintech companies to ensure that you know this this freedom that has been given to everybody now how is it going to benefit everybody so that no person is not up there and the other person is you know struggling to come out of the um, flood so yeah i i think this is very important for the industry to try uh first of all um i know of fintechs are already partnering with commercial banks um so what they do is that when you are transferring from uh what they can do or what they are already doing is that when you are transferring from a particular bank that the fintech is partnering with yeah they give you that account rates. yeah they so they are the rates differs for certain commercial banks so this is where i think fintechs needs to be smart of course uh commercial banks are going to try to play their hand to get the upper advantage from that partnership because yes we can also do what you are doing uh but an understanding needs to be there needs to be there for both fintechs and commercial banks to say okay i'll work with you what's your rates uh, let's do look at this this is my benefits these are my profits or this is what i want to get from this is the commission i want to get from your bank you can keep 60 percent i'll keep 40 percent or we can do 50 50 percent so i think there are various strategies that can come out from partnerships and that's why i think partnerships is uh, very important for commercial banks and fintechs right now for fintechs especially because they need to survive <laughs> because if commercial mm. banks except a commercial bank is not growing and it's not being innovative like you said if any commercial bank decides to go against or put their hands their everything they, they've got on the market right now they are definitely going to benefit mm. so what i think is smart for fintechs to do is go for partnerships go for collaborations and then try to be smart with your commissions on transactions try to be smart about your pricing system and be up to date because before you know it before you know it uh prices will drop prices fluctuate the market really dropping exactly so mm -hmm. the market is volatile 60 something or it's so volatile. if you are for example for remittance uh platforms now if you are if someone is trying to transfer money and you are not up to date with what is current you are definitely going to lose out because you are going to uh, incur loss if you are not up to date with what's going on so that's where being up to date is very important so i know that um fintech companies have they have customer centric services they have yeah. Um, as I've said before, agility, we also have um, innovation. Yeah. I just feel like a partnership, you know, will bring the infrastructure which the companies don't have. The infrastructure that commercial banks have, they will bring it and putting all that, all of that together, it's just benefit everybody. So nobody is left behind. Yeah. that don't leave anybody behind. Mm. I know that fitter companies possibly may just come and say, okay, zero naira to pay for, <laughs> or zero dollar, you know, to pay for this, like Ope is doing, you know, uh -huh. most of your... I, I know the CBN with the Forex and I also sub the naira for dollar thing. You know, it was on yeah. if you received naira. If you yeah, received dollar, they give you some yeah. naira. Five naira. Five naira, five naira per dollar and yeah. stuff. So they've stopped that. So maybe now fintech companies can say, okay, oh, that's what we want to do because they need to create value beyond their normal um service now because the same service you're offering my I know, and I know commercial bank will be anyway. offering me right <laughs> so i mean for usd card providers and stuff that have stuff like um, oh if your card declines you get charged they might want to think about removing that because if you are charging me for that my commercial bank will just send me an an alert that transaction declined I, why I, would i come to you the, the bigger picture for this policy is that the end user benefits Yes, of course. It benefits from every angle. So <laughs> anything that fintechs choose to do, anything that commercial problems to do, it all boils down to everybody, the 
the end user are benefiting from this. So mm. that, that's one thing that I really commend uh, uh, the central bank for doing right now. Because um, if you notice, the Naira has been overstated in value previously. Uh, I, I know the uh, IMF has been trying to get Nigerian government to bring down, sorry, to devalue the Naira and then the former CBN governor has been head strong and say no. He live a million. He live a million. So I think for doing this, the, the only people that are going to suffer right now, I think it's manufacturers who are dependent on imports from outside the country because they're going to be, you know, paying more. Yeah, paying more. But users in Nigeria and users, consumers in Nigeria, they're going to benefit from fintechs. And the Naira is going to in the long run appreciate so are you saying it's not going to importers exporters it's not going to be beneficial for them uh it's it might not be beneficial for them initially uh because right now they they were getting some buffers from the cbn and from commercial banks so they were probably exchanging their uh getting an exchange rate of four something four or five or so yeah oh, no, definitely cbn might not give them 495 but it might give the, the cbn might be giving them 500 or something which was relatively cheaper compared to black market rate and black stuff. market yeah. rate so right now it's more it's more so they are going to be paying more except i hope uh the the plan for the policy of the federal government in the next couple of months is to improve the production um capabilities of the nigeria economy in a try to see how they can up manufacturers you know get their inputs from nigeria so mm. their inputs from i know nigeria. that we're going to have more corn now mm. <laughs> farmers will make more money exactly i can go into agriculture if you give me the loans i'll go into agriculture i think nigeria has um they need to do something about their agricultural policy which will help them benefit from being uh to be food sufficient and if nigeria is food sufficient i think we are going to you get more uh, valued exactly so the naira is going to appreciate because even if we are not exporting so much we are going to our neighboring countries they are not so rich so so yeah <laughs> I, I mean also for businesses i i think wouldn't would this not mean like a reduction in their maybe so say for example i know businesses the OPEX, of course, day-to-day mm. -day spending is in black market rate. But yeah. on paper, they probably use the official rate to translate their earnings and stuff. So and if you're doing like too. 75, uh, if you're doing an exchange of at 500 naira to $1, you'll probably be saying, oh, you did 75 million naira yeah, in yeah. revenue and stuff. But now, if you're doing it at 700 or something, that means your revenue automatically drops, drops to like 660 yeah. million or something, something like that. So yeah, um, for the meantime, for the meantime, I, I feel one thing I I love about the free floating flo uh, forex is that um, there's a short term of uh, costs increasing. So your revenues is going to drop, your cost is going to increase. But let's see what the mar market says because it, every, everything depends on the market. If the markets right now, because I know what um, uh, 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 really change, what they do normally is that the odd. <laughs> The odd forex what and they try to <laughs> you know hike everything right now everything is going to come to we're going to be seeing the reality of things mm. first of all we're going to see what the market is really saying mm. because what we've been seeing is uh, an artificial exactly so we're going to be seeing the real market and we're going to be allow allowing its play for the short term yeah the short term cost is going to increase revenues are going to drop but on the long term revenues are going to you know they, will, they are going to start to stabilize and 
subsequently they will increase mm, so agree. going forward i just think what fin- fintechs need to do they need to understand the market first of all try to factor in all these things factor in the volatility of the market factor in the fluctuations of the forex and then find a range for the meantime in the short term you don't have to bring down your in order to stay competitive above your 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 competitor you don't have to yeah you don't have to bring down your price totally you can set a a range of forex or exchange rates you want to deal on so say for example uh commercial banks they are selling on 601 i think we checked this morning it was 610 as cbn is doing 600 let's just say or 500 what you can do you can have a range between um 640 and um 550 you can have a range i'm just giving an giving an example so you have a range you know that even if your competitor they are having something lower you know at least your consumers or your end users you know that they are fine they know that yes this is what you are dealing on and businesses they need to know how to adjust for their cost right now not like they start firing people you know mm. it's just temporary and everything is going to pass mm. Mm. all right I th- thank I think you that's godfrey. very important yeah. yeah thank you godfrey thank you dami this was insightful yeah. um he's really a social economic analyst <laughs> <laughs> so we may continue thank this conversation you. next week um in case anything big happens um in, in the space yeah. in the space so we'll just continue the conversation next week uh, we may bring in godfrey again but Sorry, I hope you answer our call when we call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. call again. I, 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 there's something I also need to point out. Everything that we've just said is based on the foreign reserves of uh, the country. Mm-hmm. So if the foreign reserve is depleted or is going down, you know that commercial banks are also going to suffer. And then <laughs> everything that we've just said. Do so you still have foreign reserves? Exactly. So <laughs> that, that's that, that, that one is an, that was, that's story for another day. <laughs> so that was the first question I asked. Do commercial banks have enough? To, but you said they are going to source, so that's fine. But if Nigeria's foreign reserve depletes further, there is going to be a problem with CBN, and CBN is going to translate that to commercial banks, and then everything that we've just discussed will kill, keep depreciating. So mm-hmm. that's why this conversation has to continue, Con- or may continue, yeah. as I said. So thank you, Godfrey. Just uh, please share your social handle so people can reach out to you. All right. Um, on Twitter, I go by at Gelimian. Uh, I'm on spell it please so G okay my surname is Elimian E-L-I-M-I-A-N and my name is Godfrey (laughs) so on Twitter you can just search for at G my name that's the initial G and Elimian together on LinkedIn Godfrey Elimian all right thank you Dami my name is Dami Larry Akinkbelu on Twitter Instagram you can find me at tagdown07 and LinkedIn, of course. All right, so just search for Omole Omori anywhere. There is no other person that appears that name. Of so course, yes. I know someone else. <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course, you don't. <laughs> I know someone else with Omori and Omole. No, no, that's not true. Alright. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much. We meet again. Um, as we said, this is um, Tech Bytes 41. Um, you can listen to all that episodes um, on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. 40 episodes trust us you won't um you won't um, regret ever opening or listening to them um next week take care yeah take care bye